Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Club. Uh, it's a new year, there's a new DM, uh, but not permanently. Uh, what it really means is that we've had a whole bunch of scheduling conflicts, uh, and because of that, we're running out of backlog episodes post. So, uh, with that in mind, I am Zach, your host and Dungeon Master, uh, for this exciting one and or two part D&D adventure. Joining me today, we have the same people you know. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves, fellas. Christopher. I guess I'm first now, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm I'm KL. I'm playing a dwarf. Uh, hello. Oh, no, don't give it away. Nope. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. I'm KL, and I'm playing a character that is going to have a lot of fun stabbing people in the back tonight. <laughs> All right. I'm Matt, and I'm playing a character completely out of my comfort zone. I'm awesome. Waffle. You may know me from projects such as the Alchemist Club. And I'm Joe. Neither your host <laughs> nor your dungeon master. It's very strange. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to it. Uh, so, do we have any mail? Are we going to do mail this episode? We don't or... have any mail. Okay, uh... that's fine. That's fine. We can just get right into it. Uh, so, for those of you who have listened to the uh, Dungeon Master's Corner that I was involved in, uh, I am bringing us back to the Awakened World. Uh, a version of Earth that many hundreds of years ago was just ours. Then the apocalypse happened. Uh, most of the world's humans and creatures were sort of raptured away and replaced with magic peoples and magic creatures. Uh, science as we know it stopped working right. Magic took its place. Uh, and as time was on, went on, magic was sort of codified and laws about it were put into place so that we understood it like we do science today. Uh, there are still some places where raw, untamed magic still exists in truly elemental forces still roam the earth. Just not as many as there used to be. Uh, where we are right now is the port city of Seraph's Reach. Uh, long ago, just after the arrival of magic, a single celestial landed on earth uh, and cast the largest and most powerful version of calm emotions known in history. Uh, the celestial called itself Harmony and brokered peace between the many warring races and peoples uh, who are all fighting for resources uh, in this ruins of an enormous human port city just outside of a mountain range. Uh, when Harmony left, the peace remained, for the most part. Uh, there are always going to be problems when there's too many people together. And while the policing force is good, there's some things that the law can't really get involved in because it's not strictly illegal. And honestly, at the end of the day, there's only so much that hold person and hold monster can really do. Uh, so there's always this need for adventurers in Seraph's Reach. A need for heroes, or anti-heroes, or, well, generally cooperative nomads of various backgrounds seeking employment. You, you get the idea. Uh, to organize these adventurers and ensure the continued prosperity of Seraph's Reach, there is the Commissioner. Uh, ever since Harmony left, there's been a single person selected to protect the city through any means necessary. This is the Commissioner. It is entirely independent of the city leadership and law enforcement. Nobody knows the true identity of the commissioner, except for those who are commissioned. And our players have been. Uh, for whatever reason, wherever you were in Seraph's Reach, you woke to find a letter of commission in your pocket. And you have accepted. Uh, you will find that your characters are outside the Church of St. Cuthbert, which is just a bar on the higher mountainside part of town. Uh, if you all wouldn't mind rolling a wisdom check to see who arrived on time. Uh, that's going to be a five. Okay. We're looking at a, Great. A, a big old nine for me. Great start. Wonderful. 
<laughs> 21. <laughs> okay. Skill monkey. 13. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, K-Hall, your character is going to arrive first. If you would please introduce yourself. Um, you see a stout, yeah, uh, slightly pot-bellied uh, man in a cloak walk through the door. He quietly opens the door and quietly effortlessly lets it shut behind him as if it never even moved at all. He slinks into the shadows and goes and um, sits at the table um, that is the one that is cited in the letter, but he moves in such a way that it almost seems like he comes up from the bottom part of the table and then sits down. And he already has a drink in his hand, but you don't know how how he even had it. Uh, And the Warforged barkeeper is suddenly one gold richer. That's right. All right. Uh, next, Matt. Who are we playing? Okay. So next enters a uh, uh, door opens, um, and everyone looks, and then looks down, and to find a <laughs> rock gnome entering, uh, wearing a long cloak, um, and uh, some. Uh, he actually, when he enters, actually is like landing on the ground thanks to some nice-looking boots, um, and uh, pulling away a wand and uh, kind of, like, dusting off cloak and looks around and looks to the same uh, kind of table area where the last person uh, came in. Um, should we go ahead and say names right now or sure, yeah. not worry about it? Okay. Um, goes by the name of Fenric Copperkeep. And... Right. Um, kind of makes his way over there, kind of a serious expression on his face, uh, kind of like checking like around, almost kind of exasperated, just curious what he's doing here type thing. Uh, Well, as you take your seat, you'll notice that aside from the Warforged barkeep, uh, it's the middle of the day. Nobody's really here in the bar. Uh, But the uh, candlestick holder in the center of the table, uh, suddenly splits apart in a mechanical contraption and splays itself out in a circle. Uh, The candles all flicker blue for a moment, and this warbly image of a face appears. And it sounds like there could be words talking to the two of you who have arrived on time, Uh, but you can't quite make it out. It sounds a little bit like uh, the Charlie Brown teacher. (laughs) Hey, you there, short stuff. Did you get any of that? Oh, no. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> um, <laughs> short stuff? Yeah, you even got shins and everything. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy, you. I knew this was a mistake. No, I didn't. I thought you were sitting around long enough to hey. hear something. Who you want me to slit? You mean cut them up? That's why I do. I'm good at it. And at that moment, uh, Joe, your character is going to arrive. The door bursts open. Not quite kicked, but the uh, the elf that strides in looks like he wished he had kicked the door open. He is. You have never seen an elf with this many muscles before. He is positively bulging. Um, Are there trumpets in the background? No. Okay, all right. We're not not going that far. (laughs) Fair, fair. Uh, He's wearing, like, tight shorts, and he's got 
uh, like straps over his chest, which is otherwise bare. There are two hand axes um, on the sort of rigged up to those straps. He might be oiled up. You're not 100% oh, yeah. sure. Wow. Is that oil or is that Desmond Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he looks around the empty bar and goes, what does a man have to do to get a drink in a God's forsaken backwater like this? The Warforged barkeep just raises a hand and said, uh, you got to order. <laughs> he sits down and says, no, I don't have any money. <laughs> oh my God. In Sylvan, uh, in Sylvan, Coomer will say to you in his... In, incredulously hick elvish accent you won't you want me right uh get you a pot i don't speak whatever that is you don't he just kind of like sits back a little bit you don't speak the uh elven tongue uh i switch into elvish which is not the same thing as sylvan uh i'm just sort of go off on you for like 30 straight seconds. It completely blank. I catch every other word. <laughs> yep. Well, that is going on. Yes, not. Fawful, uh, <laughs> your character's going to arrive. Uh, two fingers press a gold piece onto the top of the bar and say, perhaps I could buy the first round for you, friend. You see, there exists in society a certain class of individual that... Uh, in the parlance of the everyman may be known as a fixer, one who locates inconvenient problems and eliminates them. Uh, the tiefling like who strides this bar is a six foot five with skin like charcoal, dressed in a spotless white overcoat. His wingtip shoes shined, hat pulled low over eyes like weathered brass. To his friends and associates, he is Vinaeus DeMarco. To his enemies, he is known only as the Barber. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, the Warforged bartender, uh, the, the visor just sort of scans down, takes the gold pieces, and then gets a round of drinks and takes them over to the table. Uh, the Warbling starts up again after it fizzles out and starts back up and fizzles out, starts back up. Uh... And finally, the, the barkeep taps the receiver and says, yeah, it's not working. Sorry. <laughs> and from upstairs, a door slams open <laughs> and a very disgruntled uh, silver dragonborn uh, walks all the way down with his arms crossed. He's like, all right, fine. Ugh, I'm the commissioner. You can call me Gore Dawn. Gore <laughs> as in viscera. Dawn is in Sunrise. Yes, I know it sounds like a human name. It's not a human name. Get over it. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, Gordy. We've got Please a problem. make your acquaintance, Commissioner. Why are we here? Earthquakes. They've been happening all over town. And now you'll think that's perfectly normal. Yeah, of course you would. Unfortunately, what's going on here uh, is not normal activity. It's not re resulting from activity along the fault line. Uh, I've had some people in the Mage College throw up some signals uh, that there's nobody casting a spell of Earthquake. There's nobody even using elemental earth magic in town. Uh, they've found basically nothing dealing with the fault line, but the city's shaking. 
that means there's a problem. We've located two areas of interest, uh, one of which is in the quarry, the other of which is actually in Seraph's Landing Park. Uh, not quite sure what's going on. The only thing that we do know is that both of these areas are watched over by the Libra Syndicate. That's not going to be a problem, is it? No problem as far as I see it, Commissioner. All right. No, you're a fixer for him, but we got bigger things needing to be fixed. So, go figure out what's going on. He rummages in his pocket for a second, pulls out uh, another brass contraption that looks oddly like a sending stone, puts it on the table and says, hopefully this one works. And he picks up the candlestick contraption and storms off. <laughs> okay. So, I uh, I will pick up and regard this device. It, it looks like a sending stone, but with video. And uh, I look around at my companion and say, I would be most amenable. We'll walk in the park. It's a beautiful day. I don't do day. I don't know if you noticed, but I have a cloak. I need the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that could be arranged as well, my friend. Hasty white man, I have to stay inside. <laughs> Seems earthquakes underground would be the best place to start, but whatever. So he said um, the quarry or the park? Yep, yes. the quarry or Seraph's Landing Park. Seraph's Landing Park is actually where uh, Harmony originally touched the earth. And mm. how far out of town is the quarry? Would we know? Roughly? Uh, these are about an equal distance away. Uh, Seraph's Landing Park is basically the center of town. Uh, the quarry is uh, the same distance from you guys right now, but it's on the outskirts. Mm -hmm. It's still on the mountainside part of town. Okay. My associates, I would recommend that if there is to be a disturbance related to these earthquakes, that we should resolve the one in the most populous part of town first before dealing with the one that lies in the outskirts. Hold on, how much does this gig pay? Uh, the barkeep looks up and says, What's your going rate? 5,000 gold pieces of fight? Per my contract? <laughs> Sorry, we, we don't have that on file. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it'll be more than that. Yeah, I guarantee no, what? <laughs> well, fine. I have every confidence that you will compensate myself and my associates well. Or you shall be invoiced accordingly from the Libra Syndicate. No, we're we're keeping Libra out of it. Trust me, this is this is purely independent work. You'll be paid from us. That's most agreeable, sir. It spins the same everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I I never sit down. I've I've remained standing the entire time, looming. Some might say, uh, and I gesture towards the door. And I say, shall we proceed now, or are there other matters you must attend to first before our obligations call us? You watch Coom the level in Coomer's glass slowly go down, but you don't actually see the cup move. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> like, yeah, just let me finish my beer. I'm good. Let's go. Do you always drink before a mission? <laughs> no. Sometimes I get shit-faced. Vinaeus uh, assumes the sort of like, uh, like resting parade pose of like a bouncer. Just, it's the natural resting state of his being. 
<laughs> and he's just standing next to this table with hat pulled low as though it has suddenly become a VIP lounge upon which none may intrude. Well, oh wait, all right. So is it arms crossed or is it protecting your protecting your crotch? Uh it's arms uh behind the back in a relaxed Oh, pose. military um, parade. Uh, yes, parade military yeah. parade. Yeah, uh, Vinayas DeMarco has no need to protect himself. Like he doesn't need to be <laughs> tensed and ready. Um, it, it doesn't matter if they get the first punch in; he'll get the second, <laughs> and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth. I mean, my daddy said you got to punch a guy more than twice. You're not doing it right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I will wait for. Uh, <laughs> this hick elf to finish their drink. He's not an elf. Not an elf. Oh, is he? No, he's oh, he's a dwarf. He's not an I'm an oh, elf. that's right. <laughs> he's yes. the dwarf that was raised that's... by humans. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. <laughs> I got that mixed up. I heard. I, I heard Sildal. Sylvan. Sylvan. I heard something, yeah. and I was like, you "Oh, speak elf." Sylvan, because that's what his teach. That's what his rogue master taught him how to talk. <laughs> yeah. Which, he didn't learn the which... can't. He learned Sylvan. Yep. <laughs> That's right. But you won't catch right. me. Um Boozig Blackrock, famous famous dwarven gladiator, uh stomps out the door as soon as the dwarf is finished drinking and begins walking in entirely the wrong direction. Not a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this on purpose to confuse our audience as much as possible. <laughs> uh, my friend, I think you may find that navigationally our destiny lies in another direction. I'm not trying to go to your destiny. I'm trying to get back to the ring. And he turns around and starts walking in whatever direction you indicate. Those big didn't boys getting married. Didn't you agree to this job? Yes, only because my agent got eaten by flail snails and I don't have any money and I need to get some sort of fundage so I can get... I was supposed to be here on a promotional tour, do a couple of little fights with some of the locals, and you know what I find out? And he's like tromping along, stomping his feet <laughs> as we go. A most regrettable set of circumstances. Nobody in this stupid little town has ever even heard of me and i can't even sell autographs so i'm forced to do mercenary work and this continues on until somebody like shuts him up or we get to our destination hey buddy i'll give you some i'll give you 10 gold pieces you can catch me <laughs> what hang on he eyes you for a moment and says yeah i'll do it God. Okay. You you see him put his arms back behind his back, and it goes into a Naruto run, and that, and then he's thir he's forty five feet away from you in a blink of an eye. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you had to be quicker than that, son. Buzik makes absolutely no efforts whatsoever to chase. Like, finally, he's out of here. <laughs> um. So uh, I am, of course, intimately familiar with every nook of uh, this town. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will lead the way in the most uh, efficacious route possible to our destination. 
So you weave your way through the streets. Uh, the buildings get progressively uh, taller until they're about five to six stories high, which is pretty good, uh, given that they don't have cranes. Uh, but there's no huge towers or anything like that here. It, it is a relatively small town. Uh, but you eventually get through to the center, and uh, it looks perfectly normal. Uh, there's people riding their carriages around. There's uh, shops doing business. Uh, the farmer's market is open. Looks like everything's okay. Uh, the park itself looks picturesque. Uh, but I need you to make some investigation checks. Oh, and also, can I do like a history check really quick? Just see like what I like remember about these earthquakes and what I've heard about uh, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you would have been at the Mages College. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a roll. Uh, it's a total of 19. Okay, so basically, uh, the Mages College has a few records that would have been left behind from our time. So they know that earthquakes uh, can start slow and then gradually build up and then taper off again. Uh, what's been weird is that these earthquakes have been the exact same power uh, the entire time. Um, and they've been happening more or less weekly. Uh, so when the college scanned around, tried to figure out what was going on, uh, there's not really anything suspicious. Uh, Do we know uh, how long these earthquakes usually persist for? Is it like a... It's about an like hour. A... Okay. Oh, okay. So wow. it, it's it's very long yeah. time. That's what makes it so strange. Mm. Um, with your role, Matt, the only thing that uh, you can say for certain that wasn't already given... Uh, is that this has something to do with the ley lines around town. Uh, a lot of people siphon magical power off of the ley lines, uh, but there have been a couple of unsanctioned siphons that have popped up around town. Uh, and the one in the park, the one in the quarry, they're the ones that look the weirdest. Okay. And these, uh, so are these siphons like physical objects or... Events. It, it is someone who is someone or something is drawing power out of the ley lines. So it, it could be a machine that somebody set up, uh, a magic device that is drawing power to store it or use it. Uh, the Energy Corporation, uh, Libra Lights, is drawing energy constantly off of the ley lines to supply non-fire lighting across the city. Uh, magic gems that just sort of blink on. Um, it, so it's I don't, a very. I don't... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't. I don't share any of this with them. But and I go and inspect the the ley lines in the uh, park, and so with that knowledge, do I get any sort of advantage or anything with my investigation? Uh, yeah, check? yeah, you would. Yeah. You would get advantage on this investigation. Cool. That's good because I got three on the first one. And okay. 19 on the second one, which is hey. a total of 28. So. Nice. Wow. All right. Uh, what's everybody else got? 19. Okay. 21. All right. Uh, would you allow me to use intimidation in place of investigation to shake down the local populace for information? I, you got a good enough role. You're not going to need it. <laughs> okay. And sorry, Cahill, you got a crit? That critical. Six eight. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I... Uh, it is immediately obvious uh, to the wizard in the party, to Fenric Copperkeep, that uh, the ley lines here are being drained right now. It's not something that happened. It is something that is happening. 
Uh, to everybody else, you'll notice that everyone in the uh, within the limits of the park itself isn't moving. They they seem to be all standing around talking or sitting having a picnic, but none of it is actual like. Nobody's riding their bike. Nobody's going for a jog. There aren't kids playing. Everyone is there, and they're all doing things, but none of it is motion. So, like, when when you say they're talking, like, are are their mouths moving, or are they, like, sitting perfectly still? Uh, there is sound as if people are talking, and there's general motion you're not close enough to see anybody directly to be like reading their lips uh -huh. um but it sounds like it's a totally normal day at the park uh-huh but uh -huh. like the, the guy reaching for the hot dog never actually takes the hot dog right he he reaches forward and it's like they almost shake hands to or like he almost hands some money over to the hot dog vendor uh the okay. hot dog vendor has the hot dog in his hand and going back and forth I, Does the white yeah. cat go across the screen twice? <laughs> Not quite, no. Uh, the cat is stuck in loop, uh, licking itself and giving itself a bath. This is a most peculiar set of circumstances. Hey, where I come from, cats don't act like that. When I go, woo, they move. <laughs> Something wrong. Where I come from... A man who does not act upon his instincts when something is deeply and viscerally wrong does not live to act a second time. And I uh, remove from my back uh, what initially appears to be a small guitar case. And I place, <laughs> I place it gently down onto a picnic bench and I flip the clasps. Um, I, I do not remove the implement yet, but I am uh, readying myself for... Uh, imminent danger i peer over I your shoulder you... to see what's inside i have not lifted the lid okay <laughs> you have to wait for the dramatic reveal just like everyone else darn <laughs> i go ahead and uh, cast mage armor on myself okay and i unholster uh, my hand axes i uh i need you to make a percent a d percent roll so 2d10s waffle uh oh, oh 2d10 all right mm -hmm. um let me fish out my percentage set. Ho oh, ho. Um, that is going to be a forty-eight. Okay. I I then need you to make a charisma save. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> because you have not found a picnic bench that is outside the threshold of the park. You have stepped correct. inside the park. Uh that is a total of eleven on my save. Okay, uh, you are stunned. You stop moving. Uh, you get just enough time to set the guitar case down and flip up the, the casings. Uh, and then I'm just staring at it? Yep, you're just stuck. You're staring. Am I... And your party is going to notice this immediately. Like, am you, am you I just able to stop speak in place. or am I stunned nope. per the... Okay. Yep. Per, per the condition, you are stunned. Interesting. I nudge him with my foot. Uh, do you actually step over to him? Because he's a couple of steps into the park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I need you to also make a charisma save. <laughs> this is going to be a really short one shot. <laughs> well. um, 
charisma save is a 19. Okay. Uh, you are not stunned, uh, but you feel an overwhelming sense of conflicting emotions. Uh, you feel angry and hungry and so very, very alone all at once. Uh, and then you look up and you see that uh, the idyllic scene that you had just been looking at in the park is not there. Uh, people are running frantically around. Uh, the trees are on fire. Uh, the grass has turned brown and cracked. Uh, the fountain is off. There, Nothing is right here. Uh, and in the middle, uh, you can see there is a single building uh, looks like it could be a set of bathrooms uh, next to the statue of Harmony. Uh, and from it, there is a beam shooting up into the sky, creating a dome around the entire park. I nudge uh, what's-his-face with my foot. Vinaeus. Vinaeus. Yeah, I just I go and like see if he falls over when I, when I kick him a little bit. Uh, you get another save. Waffle. Okay, cool. Um, da, 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 I completely da, da, da. write off all of the emotions because that's literally all he's been feeling since he got here. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, that's a 10. Okay, uh, you lean over onto the case uh, and you become aware of your surroundings, uh, but you're not quite with it yet. You're still trying to rein in all of this emotion that's flowing through you. I turn around and go, hey, it's kind of weird in here. Like, I mean, more weird than normal. The park doesn't even have any crystals in it. But I don't think it's supposed to look like this. Okay. Mm. Probably not a good idea for us to come in there now, is it, then? I don't know. It seems fine to me. I mean, maybe not for him, and I, like, kick Vinayas. Cooper just instantly uh, shows up next to you. <laughs> I need you to make a Christmas save. <laughs> now, I'm wearing a necklace that's let, let, let's be breathed normally in any environment. So is it gaseous? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it is not. Okay. That was the only way I would play anything else. Henrik's going <laughs> to come in too. Okay. Uh, Christmas save as well. Is it? Um, okay. I have advantage on charisma against magic. Okay, yes. 12. Then you, you get advantage on that. Cool. I have 12. Uh, a 12 is not sufficient. <laughs> yeah. So you are uh, stunned. You show up right next to one, your compatriots two. and just, whoop, nothing happening. Total, uh, of eight. Total of 18. Okay, yes, you're fine then. Uh, Vinaeus, you are beginning to recover because you have been kicked a second time, so uh -huh. you can now move normally. Uh, yeah, this place is messed up. I... Uh, the hot dog cart has been overturned. Uh, there are a few people who seem to be hiding behind it. Uh, the contents of the cart have been not necessarily exploded, uh, but thrown towards uh, the middle of the park where the statue is. Uh, and there's a creature that is just going to town on them hot dogs. <laughs> what, what does it look like? It's not strictly human. Uh, it looks kind of humanoid uh, until you see that its spine is a little bit spikier than it should be. Uh, and then it looks up 
and looks around and it seems to have finished all the hot dogs and it opens his mouth far wider than it should basically all the way down to the center of its chest cavity and goes i'm so hungry oh no i can't say nothing though because i'm and i um i flip the clasps they're already open i flip the lid up off the uh the casing and i draw out from the guitar case a beautiful ornate and strange crossbow and uh, level it in the direction of this creature and say hello mr so hungry my name is mr demarco and i open fire <laughs> all right uh please everyone roll initiative uh your be... stun condition is going to be removed uh k-hall but you will roll this initiative with disadvantage i'm super uh... upset that you finally gave waffle a gun <laughs> it's not strictly speaking a gun it's a crossbow with a sun blade bolted to it yeah of course uh so yes for uh for those of you who are uh interested in a visual depiction um this is a beautiful dark lacquered wood stock uh backed with burnished brass uh inlaid with a number of other reinforcements and elegant filigree. This is a, a weapon designed uh, as much as a statement of art as it is a statement of purpose. And uh, towards the front of this, where the mechanism grows convoluted and arcane, um, the limbs of the crossbow do not uh, bend backwards towards the user like a standard one, but uh, like outward slightly towards the uh, recipient. And nestled in the heart of this mechanism is the uh, elaborate and long hilt of a sword that has been uh, integrated seamlessly into the Suncaster and is currently uh, uh, shrieking out bolts of searing sunlight in long lancing arcs. Okay, so... Uh... Still going to need your initiative. <laughs> uh, and then I'm also going, going to, to need attack rolls from you. A 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I get to make all three attacks here or just uh, yes. the hot diggity? Um, Spiders get to make three attacks they at level sure 11. They sure do. Which, by the way, uh, we are all playing level 11 characters here. And by we, I mean the party. I'm not playing level uh, 11 so characters. The lowest I rolled is a 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's gonna hit all of it. Okay, uh, I will just give you the whole damage in one big block, if you would like. Go right ahead. Um, one, twelve, eight, nine, 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 uh, that's, uh, 37 radiant damage. All right. Pachoo. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, searing bolts of sunlight go streaking across uh, the park and just shred into this thing. Uh, it looks like it eats one of them, uh, but then you see a small uh, burp, and it does not seem to have liked that burp. <laughs> um, and it, it cries out, too spicy! Uh, and then comes charging at you. Uh but we have entered initiative, and top of the order is Joe uh, with a natural 20. 
what you got for us? Buzig moves with the grace of somebody who has practiced entrances thousands of times. Um, <laughs> and he steps uh, into the path of this creature. Hand axe is drawn. And it, it seems like he's kind of waiting for like the pyrotechnics behind him to go off. <laughs> um, he just shakes his head and decides to do it himself. And I'm going to <laughs> rage... I am playing a Wild Surge Barbarian, which means I now get to roll a d8. I have rolled a 4. Magic infuses one weapon of my choice that I'm holding until my rage ends. The weapon's damage type changes to Force against the Light and Throne properties with a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. If the weapon leaves my hand, the weapon reappears in my hand at the end of the current turn. So that's fun. That's cool. Um, so one of my two hand axes, which are named Crime and Punishment, <laughs> um, we're going to say Punishment uh, starts to glow more so than usual. How far away is this thing from me? Uh, it is about 40 feet away. Okay, perfect. I can move exactly 40 feet. Um, so I, I do this thing. There's like a little bit of of uh, sparkles, and I'm disappointed that it's not the usual, again, pyrotechnics that I'm accustomed to. <laughs> and I go and meet this thing head-on, and I just lay into it with crime and punishment. Uh, for, up. That's the plan. The first attack roll is going to be a 15. Uh, that will not hit. Okay. Uh, how about an 18? An 18 will. Okay. Um, not as much damage as I would like on these, but that's fine. Uh, 11 points of force damage from punishment. Excellent. And I just sort of puff up my chest and, you know, sort of make myself the biggest target because dadgummit, it's been a long time since I've done any proper wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh... Great. Next in the order, uh, Matt, what is Fenric Copperkeep going to be doing? All right. Well, first of all, um, he assesses the situation and decides that if that thing were to get near him, he's not going to want any part of it. And he decides I'm to, to tap water. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, click his toes together and, you know, takes off into the air using his. Uh, fancy boots and uh, goes ahead and gets a uh, good 20 feet up into the air um, to get a better handle on the situation. What's okay. what's his uh, flying pose like? Is it uh, the Superman or like arms crossed or like Iron Man hands out to the side repulsors? Oh, it's definitely like uh, Kate built. Bill, Bill, Bill being in the background, but it's like arms crossed, like kind of just like nonchalant. About it's a Doctor Strange. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, Doctor Strange. Absolutely. He's definitely not trying to, you know, make a big deal about it. But, um, so oh, uh, uh, from higher up, you are going to see a couple of other things off in the distance. Sure. I. There is a cluster of people at the exact opposite end of the park, about 100 feet away from you. Uh, and they are all 
clustered together in basically as tight a ball as you can fit uh, in about 10 square feet. Uh, as many people as possible. And there is a single tall creature uh, that is just staring them down. And none of them are moving. Uh, most of them are crying. Uh, then from uh, the left side of you guys, uh, you're going to notice that there is a creature already running at uh, our dear fighter. or uh, Sorry, our uh, wrestler from Dwarf. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not going to reach there before you get to take your turn. Okay. Oh. So I, I shout out towards people in the back, like, there's two more of them. Um, and I kind of point in the directions that they are. How many feet away are the people huddled? Like a hundred feet. A hundred yeah. feet? So one mm -hmm. turn? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I forget is, K, is K Hall's character is he stunned or is he nope he, he took uh, his initiative with disadvantage but he is back to normal I, I yell down to him and say hey blinky boy can you take care of that I'll have to go all out just this once <laughs> <laughs> forgive me master <laughs> So I, uh, fine, and I, I uh, pull out my wand, and uh, I, I look at the creature that is charging him, and I cast Fireball at it. All right. So it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. 15. Okay. Roll me some damage. Uh, B... 25 on on six uh, on a fail so half for success gotcha okay wasn't the best that's perfectly all right though uh next in line we do have the very hungry monster uh and it's going to just come right at uh our dear boozig blackrock uh and make a couple of attacks at him it doesn't like being hit with axes. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Uh, and could you remind me of your armor class? 18. Hmm. I do apologize. Both of those are going to hit. Oh, no. My, my enormous hit points. <laughs> <laughs> apologize. This is requiring a lot more D8s than I expected. So one second here. <laughs> that's what you want to hear <laughs> no this is this is fine i i welcome it even because um i can use my reaction to roll on the wild magic table again oh boy <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay so that's going to be uh a total of 12 uh, piercing damage as it bites at you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that bite is also going to have uh, 28 necrotic damage. That's fine. This, is, uh, this but, is normal for him. But that's not small. That's not all. Uh, it's also hitting you with its claw Okay. Uh, for a total of 16 slashing damage. Uh, and you need to... Uh, 
you're going to need to make a strength save or be grappled. Funny thing about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Barbarian. <laughs> uh, total of 24. That is barely sufficient. Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, and I'm, I'm now going to uh, roll my wild magic surge again because I have right. unstable backlash. Whenever I take damage or fail a saving throw while raging, I can use my reaction to roll wild magic. If I can find the flipping wild magic table again. Come on, D&D Beyond. It's supposed to never have been easier. It's never <laughs> been easier. <laughs> okay. Well, I got a different number this time. This is very exciting. Um, and we're going to say I did this uh, like after the first instance of damage. Sure. Whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, that creature takes 1d6 force damage as magic lashes out in retribution. <laughs> Great. All right. So the uh, the claw attack uh, backlashes for an additional six. And I'm going to say that this is like, it's got something to do with the fact that he's oiled up. <laughs> oh, so the oil's just burning hot and yeah. just leaps Whoa. off of him onto the monster. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Nice. Imagine you're fighting somebody and they flex their pecs and it squirts boiling oil <laughs> into your eyes. I'd rather not, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> uh, next in line, we have uh, the charging monster, which comes out from uh, through the fireball and the smoke that is built around it. Uh, this thing has two heads uh, and the muscle mass to match, uh, being basically two bodies worth of people. Um, and it has in its hands uh, a pair of big hooks. You don't know where it got them. You're really scared because these are not, these are bigger than your average meat hook. Who, who even makes these? Nobody knows. Uh, but it's also going to make a pair of attacks at, uh, at Boozig. Uh, and only one of those is going to get through, so that's not as bad for you. It takes four points of force damage. Uh, and you are going to take, uh, 16 piercing damage as it cuts into you. Uh, and as the, uh, the boiling oil splashes back onto it, it just goes, Oh, that makes me so angry! Me too! (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... Next, we're going to have, uh, I believe it's going to be Waffle, since K-Hall rolled with disadvantage, but you guys got the same initiative. Oh, all right. Um, so as a summary of the battlefield, there are two creatures currently attacking uh, our wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a third menacing a crowd that uh, K-Hall is currently going to deal with like on on approach yes he's yeah. going to be dealing with it i can i okay. can get to him and hit him all right uh in that case i am going to uh step up onto the picnic table for maximum vantage <laughs> and uh i will go ahead and shoot at the hook wielding nightmare that is uh bearing down on my business associate. Uh, another barrage of attacks. Uh, 
The lowest one I rolled is a 27. Okay, yes. Yep, um, you nail it. And on the first one of these attacks, uh, I am going to be directing it uh, as a disarming strike. So okay. uh, I will need the uh, hook-wielding nightmare to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Uh, the DC of which is uh, 17. Okay, what happens if it fails? Uh, if it fails, I get to choose an object and make it drop that object. Well, it, it has indeed failed. Okay, uh, drop one of the hooks. Cool, I, one of the I hooks just, is... I shoot the hook out of its hand with a blast of sunlight. It raises uh... its hand up, uh, you shoot through uh, its palm, uh, and the hook goes careening away into the fountain nearby. Didn't your mother ever tell you not to run with sharp objects? <laughs> um, and then he, uh, for his trouble, takes uh, seven, forty-eight uh, radiant damage. Forty-eight radiant damage. All right. Yeah, that's a uh, that plus seven on damage is uh, uh-huh. kind of crazy. Pretty yeah. incredible. Fighters for you. Uh, fighters and plus two weapons go together like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, we do have Coomer. What are you up to, buddy? Um, you see me get into a running stance, and I ask the floating gnome, give me the direction. I need a heading. Because once I start moving, I, it's hard to stop without using those. I point in the direction. It was what, like a hundred feet. Okay. Yep. I, point. I use my cunning action to take a dash. Okay. So I move ninety feet. Oh in a straight God. Line. <laughs> <laughs> what? Basically, I'm sorry. What? What kind of rogue is this again? It's well, I could. It's second level. My quick thinking and agility allows me to move and act quickly. I can take a bonus action on each of my turns in combat. This action could be used okay. only to take a dash, disengage your hide, and I'm going to dash. And that's just a basic rogue action. Yep. Wow. Wow. All right. So that's, Fendrick, that's raises that. an eyebrow, Fendrick raises an eyebrow. You, being you, don't, you don't see the... him move. You just see the giant <laughs> craters that his feet leave behind. <laughs> and I'm not even using those. And you don't know what those is yet. <laughs> I'm excited to find out. I'm so yeah. excited to find out. <laughs> so he moves 90 feet in a straight line, and then once he gets there, he tra- he um, takes a second to um, get his surroundings so he can figure out what he wants to do. About how far away am I? And do the people that are huddling count as enemies so that they count toward um, sneak attack? Uh, no, the people that are huddled together uh, do not count. Uh, you have basically come up right next to this thing. Uh, it is very tall and gangly and misshapen, uh, vaguely okay. humanoid, uh, okay. but as it slowly turns its head towards you, you see that its eyes are just sockets full of darkness. Okay, I'm going to make two attacks, uh, one with each dagger then, by plus one daggers. All right. Eight. 19? 19 hit? Yes, 19 will hit. Okay, the other one won't, because it's like a five less than that, 14. Yeah, That'll no, that will not hit. Three points of damage. I'll use the rest of my uh, move to disengage and move about 20 feet back towards the people. 
Okay. And I'm sorry, how much damage is that again? Three. Okay. Because I don't have sneak attack. Be different about sneak attack, but... That's all right. That's okay. all I'm going to do. Uh, last in the initiative order is this creature uh, that turns towards you. Uh, and you see that on its other side, instead of having uh, a hand, it just has a harpoon for an arm. Uh, and it tilts its head sideways and looks at you and says, Won't you stay with me? I'm so lonely. Uh, and then it shoots its harpoon at you. Okay. And what is your armor class? It's 16. Okay. Uh, the harpoon is going to go wide and land right next to you, uh, but then it hits a chunk of earth and pulls out uh, a bunch of it as it pulls the harpoon back immediately. Nice. And then it's going to amble on over towards you. Okay. And it's going to end right next to you. Wow. Okay. Then I can use my reaction to move. Where is it? I can move up to half my speed as reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of me. So I will move. Um, what's half of forty-five? Twenty. <clears throat> yeah, twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty. We're running down. I'll move. I'll move twenty feet away from him. Okay. It comes over towards you, and you just kind of bounce away. And nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> You do that um, the anime thing they do in Dragon Ball where they like yeah. jump back several times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. Uh, that brings us back to the top with uh, Boozing. Well, now I have two friends. Um, I have two friends to deal with, but I think I'm gonna hurt the the hungry one, hangry one the most, because he hurt me the most, and that's not cool. So I'm just going to dive in. And I realize I should actually be getting... This is something I always struggle with. Two-weapon fighting. If I have two hand axes and I can make two attacks with the attack action, does that mean I attack four times or three? It means you attack three times. Okay. You have to have a special feat to get extra offhand weapon attacks, I believe. Okay. Um, that might be older D&D, but I know that you only get three attacks because it's base two with your main hand, and then you get an extra offhand attack. That is um, 18, 22, and 24. Those all hit. Neat. Um, that's going to be 7, uh, 9, and 11. 27 damage with crime and punishment. Gotcha. And I'm having a just a blast over here laying about me with my hand axes. Doubly so because I don't have to worry about like overdoing the injuries or um you know, accidentally really hurting somebody. I can yeah. just let loose here. The, this is a monster, not a not a people, so you don't have to worry about hurting him. There's no insurance for this guy. Right. And and the Federation will take care of any, you know, collateral damage that happens to occur. Right. And I, <laughs> we've been referencing it, uh, but what is the name of your wrestling federation that you're a part of? Um, the wrestling federation that I am a part of is the Dwarven Wrestling and Rock Federation, uh, shorthanded to Dwarf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. He is a, an elvish wrestler for Dwarf. 
Yes. Incredible. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my uh, turn. Great. Next, we have uh, Matt. What you got for us? Oh, trying to decide here. Um, I'm going to uh, make my way uh, towards um, uh, towards uh, K Hall and um, the one that he's engaged with. Um, mm-hmm. Seems to be. He seems to be struggling a bit with that one, so he kind of disengaged that one, right? Right. Yep. He is a safe distance away from it. Good. For the time uh, being. Yeah. Sure. But long enough that um, that I can do something to it. Um, so, how close is it to the uh, people now? Uh, it has moved away from the people. It is about forty feet away. Okay. Cool. Then I'm going to uh, look at it, and I'm going to uh, look at something nearby, and I'm going to cast Shatter uh, on an object uh, that it is next to. So it needs to make a con save, uh, DC 17. Just explode a park bench? Yes. (laughs) Seems like that it would not be expecting something like that. All right, roll some damage. Um, could you describe again what's creating this dome? Uh, in the center of the park, there's uh, what appears to be a bathroom. Uh, just a little small bathroom house. Uh, and shooting out from inside of it through the roof uh, is a beam uh, okay. of energy that is creating the dome. And the door is closed? Uh, yes, the doors are closed. Cool. That's total of 22. That was a big chunk uh this shatter actually breaks the ground underneath its feet as well uh the park bench next to it explodes but the ground here has been so uh messed with and sapped of energy and life uh that it basically just crumbles and now it is in uh, a 10-foot hole okay uh next we have uh the very hungry monster uh and it is not looking so great honestly uh, so it is just going to open as wide as possible uh, and try to chomp down on uh, Boozing. Uh, that... Oh, and your AC is 18, correct? Yes. That is just barely not enough. Uh, right as it is coming down, mouth open, you sidestep with practiced flourish. Uh, and it totally whiffs. Uh, it is now standing in between you and the angry monster. Uh, and it's, like I said, not looking so great. And the chattering of its teeth that clamp down uh, does not sound pleasant at all. It is not a good noise. The angry monster, uh, not caring what's in front of it, uh, is going to just attack its friend. Oh. Whoops. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, uh, the angry monster is going to bring its hook up uh, and with the other hand punch down uh, to really wrench that hook in there. Uh, And this is not going to be pleasant for the hungry one. Yeah, that is quite a lot. Uh, The hungry one is going to be uh, impaled by this hook, actually. Uh, And the angry one seems to, I don't know, uh, 
bubble up a little bit. Uh, and as the the hungry one slowly fizzles and melts down, uh, the angry one is going to grow a third head. Whoops. Ooh. All right. Uh, next. Next, Mo we have heads, no problems. I get one uh, one attack per head. <laughs> what do we get for uh, Vinaeus? You're next. Um, so I'm going to begin walking towards this uh, bathroom. Okay. Uh, and as I uh, move into position here, I'm going to uh, shift into... Uh, up until now, the fighting stance has been like rifle on the shoulder, level pointed at the enemy. But... Um, Vinaeus uh, bits out his cigarette, grinds it under the heel of his wingtip shoes, and uh, slings the suncaster down at his hips like he's, uh, you know, opening up Rambo style. And uh, so I'm going to make my first attack against the uh, three-headed monstrosity. Uh, the uh, lowest I rolled is a 17. Uh, the 17 will not hit. Uh, How about an 18? 18 will, yes. Okay, the 18 and the other one will hit. Um, so that is going to be... Uh, ooh, rolled really well, love that. Um, 34 radiant damage on those two hits. And then I am going to use my uh, fighter second uh, action surge, that's what it's called to uh make another attack all right uh so we'll just do that again uh uh you said 18 will hit yes 18 hits okay so that is an 18 and a natural 20 all right (laughs) so uh total damage for that is going to be uh two uh so uh, 43, uh, no, sorry. Uh, 35 damage, uh, radiant on the second one there. And then, uh, I am going to use, uh, menacing attack, uh, as I just open up with this barrage of daylight, um, Vinaeus laughs and it is a terrible and cruel sound. Uh, it is... For many creatures, the last sound they have ever heard in their short and violent lives. And I will need this three-headed monstrosity to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, oh, and also he takes, because uh, it's maneuver dice, he takes an extra 10 radiant damage. Uh, okay, then. <laughs> I love uh, that you get sorry, to add is, your superiority dice. <laughs> what is your save target to this? 17. 17. Okay. All right, uh, so you unleash, it, well, uh, the phrase, as they say, is <laughs> fill them full of daylight. Fill them full of daylight. Exactly, and you do no less. Uh, holes open up inside this thing, the last one coming through the center skull, uh, and it also begins to slowly melt down and evaporate. Uh, interestingly enough, so do its hooks. Come on, what's the matter? I'm just getting started here. I uh, and then I need you specifically to make a perception check. Okay. Uh that is going to be uh 16. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm I... not very perceptive. All right, and also, uh, Fenric, you're in the air, so you're going to get a perception check as well. All right, so he, he's in the he's in the hole, right? So right, um... but I need a perception check from you. Uh, yeah, the big angry monster just got demolished. Yeah, I crit fail. Okay, that's fine. He got some dust in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It, you, that is uh, a much more impactful shatter than you were expecting. Yeah. Uh, all right, K Hall. I pull out of my pack one of my movable rods attached to twenty-five feet of rope, which oh, just no. so happens to be at- uh, attached to my belt. Mm-hmm. I click it. I use my action to click it on. I use my dash to run straight at the monster, but the rope isn't long enough for me to reach it, so I start to arc. Okay. I move out of its, um, like, threatening square, so I use my reaction to take an attack of opportunity. Since I moved out of of my um, threat range. Okay, it's going to get an attack at you as well, but let's do this. Oh, boy. Uh, No, it doesn't. It doesn't? Hold on. Not if you use your bonus action to take the disengage action. Wait, I don't... Wait, wait, I don't have to use my... Cunning action to, yeah, I can use my. I don't have to dash. I can just use my regular move speed because I'm super fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to use my cunning action to disengage instead. Okay. All right. <laughs> I hit it for five because I don't have sneak attack. Uh, well, it looks like you're hitting it for five. Uh, but instead, you cut off the tip of the harpoon. It now just has a metal rod instead of an arm. Dunk. Yep. I just I run I run in like a concentric circle back to where yep. I started. It, are you making like a, a lot of noise as you do this? Like what? What? Give me a, a bit more visual here, rather than just a, a dwarf running in circles. He's got the attack on Titan. The flag in the back. He's gonna fight the Jaegers. <laughs> He thought I was gonna make a ladder. No, I made Odom gear. Boy, oh boy! <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Uh, then it brings us back to Joe. Uh, your target has been slain. There is one target remaining, uh, and it's in a nice uh, round pit-shaped arena. How far away is it from me? Uh, at this point, because you are getting towards the middle. Uh, yeah, it's 40 feet away. Hey, that's the correct amount. <laughs> um, Definitely yeah. within reach. I, I do like a big, it's not, it's not quite a run. It's like, it's almost like a moonwalk. Like he's bounding across the stage. Um, and I jump down into the pit with my hand axes, uh, overhead, very stereotypical barbarian, like, rah! Uh-huh. I I just had the image of a uh, elven, like, pulked-out barbarian wrestler doing the Vince McMahon power walk where his arms <laughs> just flapping oh, all over the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's going to be a 19 and a 27. Yes, both of those hit. Um, and that's going to be an additional... 19 damage. All right. Uh, that is just barely enough. That is literally... I 
okay, can't can't make this up. The exact amount of damage it needs to die. So, uh, you bring both your axes down uh, and just cleave right through this thing. Very stereotypical barbarian, just right down the middle. Uh, the sides begin to collapse, but before they can really hit the ground, they have melted away. We are now out of an issue. Good job. We did it. We saved the city. Uh, you will notice that uh, those feelings that brought you to a stunning stillness when you first came into the park uh, have faded away, but the dome above you has not. Uh, while I'm in the air, I'd like to go up and inspect like the top of the, the dome. Okay. Uh, as you're flying up towards the top of the dome, uh, it starts to move. Uh, oh. Specifically, the dome is coming towards you uh, because the beam that it is emanating from has moved. This this is what you guys missed on this final round of combat uh, is that there is now uh, a small creature running away as fast as humanly possible because there was some maniac with a suncaster laughing his ass off while killing a monster. Uh, there is now a small creature running away, holding an orb that is shooting this beam up into the sky. Okay, but is it running oh. as fast as dwarfly possible? <laughs> that there is the question. Uh, but I believe we're about time to stop this recording session. Uh, so we'll hold that for next time. Uh, if we do it next time. Hopefully we do. Uh, anyways, thank you for joining us. We have been the Alchemist Club. Uh, I have been Zach, your host and dungeon master. Playing with me today we have... Hey, playing Coomer. I'm Matt, and I play Fenric Copperkeep. Waffle playing Vinaeus the Barber DeMarco. And Joe playing three-time dwarf championship belt holder Boozig Blackrock. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, our socials, uh, Matt, if you don't mind. Find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. Uh, you can find our podcast, obviously, wherever podcasts are hosted. Uh, you can also contact us at the Alchemist Club 88 at gmail.com or the Alchemists Club 88 at gmail.com. Uh, this has been really fun. I have enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, this I was going for. Very Saturday morning cartoon vibe. Uh, and hopefully, uh, if we ever have more trouble, we'll be able to do more of this. Uh, so until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for joining us.